Hey, Jack fans. Welcome back to Boob and Gloom. Really appreciate you uh, taking time here to listen to an old guy like me rant and rave about his favorite team. As always, we have a lot of gloom to talk about, not a whole lot of boom. I am Anthony, by the way, or Whaler Jacket on most of the social media platforms out there. If you are tuning in for the first time, I am Ohio's longest-suffering Blue Jackets fan. Uh, you can listen to the first minute or two of last week's episode if you would like to learn why I say that. Um, I'm recording this with a very heavy heart today. Is um, It's one of the reasons why I didn't record this episode yesterday. Uh, yesterday we had to say goodbye to my dog Luna. Uh, we had to put her down after a month-long battle with some kind of autoimmune disorder she developed. It was, it was awful. It was, it was, it was just, just awful. She was a beautiful, life-loving yellow lab. Uh, if you, if you listened to the last episode, you, you may have heard her snoring in the, in the background while I recorded. And this comes only seven months after we had to put down our other yellow lab, Tinkerbell. So, 2023 has not been good for our furry family members here, and certainly hasn't been kind to the Blue Jackets or their fans either. So that brings me to my first topic for today. What is our goal? Like, as a team, what is the what is the goal for the rest of the season for the Columbus Blue Jackets? To me, it seems like the Jackets' goal is to to win as many games as possible. It's like they're they're clinging to some to some false hope that they're going to string together like 9 or 10 wins in a row and then jump back into the playoff picture. Now, that's certainly possible, but as a professional organization with way more hockey experience than I'll ever have, they should realize that the chances of this happening are minuscule. I think of that that scene in Dumb and Dumber where he goes, so you're saying there's a chance. That's kind of how I picture the, the Jackets front office acting like right now. Uh, let, let's keep making lineup decisions based on the prospect of making the playoffs. We still have a chance. We're not out of it yet. I totally admire that positive attitude. But again, they should know better that this team is not going to make the playoffs this year. So you have that, the let's win, win, win approach. And then you have the other side, the uh, let's, let's just play the kids approach. Play the kids, give them the ice time, let them make mistakes, let them gain valuable experience and learn how to win. So two different kind of approaches there. I believe the Jackets need to combine these goals. Their objective for the rest of the season should be win as many games as possible while playing the youngsters as much as possible. You want to make winning your number one priority? Fine. That's what you should be doing. But do it while optimizing the ice time of our future stars. 
You need a goal, last minute of the game? Instead of throwing Line and Gaudreau out there, how about putting out uh, Fantilli and Johnson? Or put out the Russian line? Although that, that line is fast becoming uh, our most reliable and most dangerous line anyway. But, you know, try your check on the power play. And if they don't score, who cares? It's not like you were scoring with your veterans anyway. And the, the kids would get the experience so that maybe next year or the year after that, they will have that valuable experience under their belts. So if it were me, Fantilli, Johnson, Juracek, those are the players that would be getting the top minutes. And if uh, they make mistakes, can't score her, and it cost you a win, so what? If you're not going to make the playoffs, then winning only actually hurts your draft position. So by giving the young players more ice time, even if you lose the game, you're winning in some respect or from a certain point of view. So that's that's what I think the Jackets goal should be. You know, just win as many games as possible with the young players playing as much as possible. Now, if they win and turn things around, awesome. And if they don't, they get more experience and give you a better draft pick, which is also awesome. So don't, don't get me wrong now. Winning a crap ton of games is more awesome. I, I totally get that. But if we're out of the playoffs, which I completely believe we are at this point, then we might as well have a different goal. Play the kids. Okay? Win, win as much as you can with the kids in the lineup. As much as you can put them in the lineup. All right. Moving on. Next thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about that Toronto win or that win against Toronto. And I'm putting the word wins in quotations here because, yeah, it was a win. And, and I know the old, uh, the old phrase, two points is two points. But it was the least happy I have ever been after a Blue Jackets win. Where, where do I start? I, I, I just I remember when the Jackets blew a three-goal lead in the third against the Kings. And I thought, this has this has got to be rock bottom. There is no way this could happen again. Oh, boy. Well, not only was I wrong about it not happening again, but I was also wrong about it being rock bottom. What kind of NHL team takes a 5 nothing lead into the third period and blows it. How is that even possible? When, when the Jackets were up 3 nothing, all right, against, against the Maple Leafs, with the memory of the Kings game fresh in my mind, I was not comfortable. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like the lead was safe. Then they were up 4 nothing, and I'm thinking, I should be comfortable, but I'm still not. I thought to myself, 
Now, if they can get to 5 nothing, then I'd feel comfortable. But that's the problem right there. What kind of team has fans who have to see their team up by five goals before they can even feel comfortable that their team's going to pull off the win? And the thing is, when it got to 5 nothing, I still didn't feel comfortable. Something in the back of my mind told me, this is the Blue Jackets we're watching here. So I, I, ex- I expected myself to have an easy feeling once, once they hit that, that five-goal lead, but I didn't. And you know what? I was right. Again. I've said it before. I know my favorite team. I know them. So what is an acceptable, safe lead for this team? Is it six goals now? Isn't that a pathetic state of affairs that, that, I, that I even have to say that? We have to have a six-goal lead in order to feel confident that our team will pull off a victory? I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. To, to have that little faith in your team is just mind-blowing. And, and it's warranted. They have proven that being up five goals is not enough. And that is just so sad. And I'm not sure what the fix is. A lot of people out there say saying it's a coaching issue. Now, I, I agree to that to, to a large extent. But I also think that these guys are all professional hockey players here. They've been playing hockey their whole lives. At some level in their hockey careers, they have all been part of successful hockey teams. They know what it takes to win in, in, in some respect. They also know that they can't sit back on leads. So it might, it might be a head case thing, and if so, they, they need to get out of their own heads. Right now, if a five-goal lead isn't enough to give them confidence to close out a game, then they're not going to feel confident with a a more common one or two goal lead. And that is very troubling. Also during that game, all right, Line A is injured. Shocker. He's out six weeks, shoulder injury. I think it was a broken clavicle, I believe. All right, well, there, there's a silver lining here, in my opinion. Now, I certainly don't want to see any of our players suffer long-term injuries or, or any injuries for that matter. My maybe controversial take is that right now, the Jackets are a better team without Line A in the lineup. It gives players like Sillinger, Johnson, and even Fantilli, especially with, with Boone also being out of the lineup, it gives them the opportunity to, to step up. Hopefully it gets them more ice time and you know puts them on the ice in a more in more uh, significant or important situations. But here, here's another take. It may be good for Line A, all right? Maybe it will give him the opportunity to reset and reflect. So maybe, just maybe, he'll watch the games from the press box and have some kind of you know enlightenment or uh, epiphany or something 
so that when he returns, he'll return with a vengeance. We want that line A that was tearing it up in, in Winnipeg. And I'm not sure what it will take him to get there. You know, is he is he just happy with his guaranteed $8.7 million? So he just figures he can go out and coast now? I don't know about that, but but after the summer off, he didn't come back with a fire under him. When he had a concussion, he didn't return with a fire under him. When he was scratched, he didn't return with a fire under him. So maybe, and all right, well, well, maybe maybe I should say probably, it's wishful thinking. But maybe this time, the break is what he needs. Now, I highly doubt it. I'm a pessimist. If you listen to any of my episodes, you know I'm a pessimist. But I'm sure hoping, hoping that this time, this this is what he needs to to get him back on track. All right, I'm going to end this episode with uh, two quick thoughts that I have on, on some other topics here. All right, so what in the heck, and I'm always going to try to keep this podcast 100% family-friendly at all times, so I'm going to say it again, what in the heck is Pascal Vincent doing putting Fantilli on the fourth line last night against the Devils? Now, I have not been a hardcore PV hater this season, but that is one of the stupidest things I've seen him do all season. Fantilli's been one of our most consistent forwards all year. I think he's, you know, last couple games had a little bit of a, you know, subpar performance, but does that really merit a demotion to the fourth line after everything this team has been through and all the other underperforming players? So I go back to my first segment today. Play the kids. Who cares if they make mistakes? The season is lost. Let them play. Play them more, actually. It's just so frustrating. I just the, the last person that I would think, you know, you, you drop down to the fourth line is Fantilli. Adam Fantilli. No. No, PV. Just no. All right, my other thought. And I talked about this in my first episode. Can't we all just get along? And I'm, I'm talking about us uh, Columbus Blue Jackets fans. It just drives me crazy seeing fans at each other's at each other's throats on social media. Yesterday, a professional journalist called a commenting fan a jackass on Twitter. Professional journalist. Fans are calling each other names, uh, saying they aren't real fans, uh, acting condescending like like they should be worshipped for their their gift of hockey knowledge. Guys. Be nice. Oh my gosh. Now, social media is a place where people can express their opinions. They are opinions. You don't have to agree with them. You are allowed to reply and, and express this disagreement. I mean, that's what social media is for, discussions. But can you can you please do it in a respectful manner? It just hurts to, to see such a passionate fan base being nasty to each other. There's there's just no need for that. We all want the exact same thing. We want to see our favorite hockey team succeed. 
Now, because that happened hasn't happened much in 23 years, we we're upset. We get frustrated. We're not happy. But we all want the same thing. So if person A decides to vent on Twitter, person B needs to let them vent. Even if they have something, even if they say something like outlandish, it's, it's probably just the frustration talking. Now, if we had, say, the, the Boston Bruins record from last year at this point, would we be having all these Twitter arguments? Heck no. We'd be the jolliest bunch of elves this side of the nuthouse. Keeping it family family friendly, remember? So let people be themselves. You, you don't, if you don't like what they say, then either ignore them, ignore the comment, or respond respectfully. If someone's nasty to you, they have this uh, handy dandy uh, mute button and a block button you could use. But don't feed the fire. I promise you this, okay? When the jackets get there someday, and, I, and yes, I am using the word when. I'm not saying if, I'm saying when. When the jackets get there someday, it is going to be glorious. There will be hugs all around. Everybody we, everybody on Twitter, all uh, the CBJ Twitter fans, will all be best buds. You'll forget about the guy calling you a jackass or the guy saying that you know nothing about hockey or that you've never watched a game before in your life. You'll forget all about that. Until that time, take Dalton's advice from the movie Roadhouse. Be nice. And let's not go into the rest of that quote, though. If you know the movie, you know what I'm talking about. All right, so that's all for today. I hope everyone has a has had a great weekend. Um, as always, comments and questions, uh, you can find me on social media. My username is WhalerJacket. Keep your chin up, guys. And I hope you guys will uh, join me again next week. Take care, everyone.